Chapter 6. Planting Trees Recently my wife Dorothy and I visited an old friend. I had not seen Mrs. N.A. for 18 or 19 years. Originally from a Fresno County farm, she now lives in a coastal area where she and her husband retired some years back when her husband became ill. She is now nine years a widow, 85 years old, and she walks with a crutch under one arm and a cane in her other hand. She lives alone. She has almost an acre of garden and fruit trees and enjoys her garden work. Best of all, she showed us happily six or more young fruit trees which she planted this spring. Does this sound strange to you? A crippled woman of 85 planting for the future? Well, this was once an accepted Christian practice, going back to Old Testament times. The world was not empty when we were born into it, and we are not supposed to leave it poorer because we have been here. Deuteronomy 20:19 through 20 forbids the destruction of fruit trees even for military purposes. For the tree of the field is man's life. Men rightly saw that, negatively, this law of God forbids the wanton destruction of fruit trees. But positively, they saw that the implication is that man should plant and protect the producing trees. Earlier, many Israelites, and later Christians, planted fruit trees for a future they would not always see. Johnny Appleseed planted apple trees, fenced the seedlings, and made a wide circuit to care for them in the wilderness, so that by the time settlers began to move in, there was fruit there for them. Mrs. N.A. thus belongs to a long and holy tradition. What she is doing sounds strange today, because as a nation we are destroying our inheritance rather than adding to it. We have created a parasitic civil government which penalizes work and thrift and harms foresight. Therefore, we are undergoing judgment.